Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere where with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus we're outside i was on the phone with my mother and my wife was outside with me and i just step out because i'm always looking and i step out i'm on the phone and i look up and i see you see a couple things moving but it's like you know could be whatever because they're out of the atmosphere most of the time and i look up and i see i see one but it's zigzagging Oh, cool. And then another one follows it. Oh. I say, well, that's two. And I'm like, oh, that's a highway. Because you've been in these places where there's, they just all start coming out. And there was two. And then I saw a third one go a different direction out of the same spot. And I, and I called my oh. wife, come see, come here, come here, hurry. There's three of them right now. Come here. Okay. And we look up and literally I'm on the phone with my mom telling her and my wife's looking. She's never really had that kind of encounter. I've never seen that. But it was, it was you couldn't see what... Where? Yeah. It was a space in the sky and we counted 17 that came out in two minutes. But they oh, came yeah. out and they, they like flared and went out and they were going, most of them in the same, but some of them would go in different directions out of this little hole. Yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't see if it was a mothership cloaked. I don't know if it was a portal, but I'm like, yeah, this is exactly. happening. Exactly. And so this one was, it was interesting. They didn't go out this way. Uh, some of them were, seemed to be stationary, but then some of them would pop out. Like you'll see, people will see that in the film. They would just, even after it closed, that they would like just pop out. Like, so there's one very obvious one, but if you look carefully in on the film, there's like two other ones. They just come out like this. And so, so that's kind of what we were able to capture. So, yeah, so, so going back to how do we know, you know, can we say it's a wormhole, you know? So, uh, so, so checking with, uh, we know it's reflective objects because the radar, we got radar data, radar picks up okay. on objects, it doesn't pick up on clouds or it doesn't pick up on, on radiate because we thought maybe it's some sort of radiation because there's like 50 of them. All this and more coming up on this episode of the Truth Seeker Podcast. Really quick, before we get started, if you are blessed by this ministry, if you're blessed by this platform, anything that I bring to the table, I ask you to partner with me via Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash truth and you unlock rewards. My entire discography of music, webinars, meditations, weekly hangouts, and so much more. Patreon.com backslash truth seeker. Go check it out. Won't you come, come and take me away? I just wanna be with you. Won't you come, come and take me away? 
ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Truth Seeker Podcast. I'm your host, Truth Seeker. Excited and delighted to be with you guys today. My guest is Caroline Corey. Caroline, welcome to the Truth Seeker Podcast, friend. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Glad to have you. And uh, I've been listening to some of your interviews. And so there's your, like me and many of our listening audience, very eclectic. It's not just one thing, not just UFOs, ETs, and that's it, there's like the spiritual side, and the spiritual connection to this phenomena as well, so that's what I really like that you bring to the table, the connection there, and, and what comes first for many different people, and, and your story is amazing, and I want to dive into it, pick your brain, ask you some questions, and hear about what you've been working on, because you've been hard at work at some really beautiful projects that we're here to talk about, so... For people who don't know who you are, this is their first time seeing you, hearing you, go ahead and let people know who you are, what you bring to the table, that kind of thing. We'll start there. Yeah, so I actually started out at a very young age, at the age of five, I started to have experiences. And the first very powerful experience was um, I was just there. It was, I remember it was Christmas Eve, interestingly enough. And uh, all of a sudden I see these beings, uh, beings of light. It was a huge amount of light. And, um, and I realized that we were communicating, uh, obviously telepathically. And uh, I remember feeling that that was home that felt very comfortable, very loving, very safe. And so I kept the conversation, the communication, and uh, I they told me that uh, we're always connected. We will always be in, you know, in communication. And it's kind of like we're the same lineage. It's as if I was here on this side of the veil in human form, and they were kind of like the rest of me, like the stream of consciousness, you know, that continues on to the divine, the spiritual realm. And, uh, and that felt very normal, you know, very safe, very comfortable. And so they said, you know, everyone's like this. So if you want to continue this sort of connection with your spirituality, with your consciousness, you know, your divine lineage, if you will, uh, then you have to ask, you know, and so, you know, I'm five years old, right? <laughs> so they said, notice what your brain is doing right now so you can do it again. Mm. So I'm concentrating and thinking, I want this, I want it, <laughs> you know, and so, so basically that was the experience. Um, so what happened after that, I started to think, first of all, I didn't think I was special or anything was special. I thought, oh, you know, everybody does that, you know. But later I was like, no, wait, <laughs> you know, how did that work? How was it possible that I could see, hear, sense these beings and nobody did? And so that got me into the field of consciousness. I realized it was the, con the mechanics of consciousness uh, where all consciousness is entangled, you know, uh, that allowed that sort of connection and communication. And the idea is to know how to master it. So you know what to connect with, what not to connect with, and, and you know, how to 
maintain the larger aspect of your being and filter it through your human aspect, if that makes sense. Mm. So 20 years later, you know, in the field of consciousness, I was, I started teaching meditation, um, you know, consciousness expansion, energy medicine, because see, that's what you just said earlier. I'm eclectic. What happened is that once you understand the mechanics of consciousness, it applies to everything. Mm -hmm. It applies to who you are, understanding who you are. It applies to communication with other realms. It applies to uh, the, the fabric of space time. It applies to how do UFOs appear, disappear? Does that make sense? And so yep. that's why, because consciousness is fundamental to all of life aspects. So that's how it kind of evolved for me throughout the years and working with hundreds of people around the world. Um, I started working with scientists and get validation on everything that I was doing or teaching, you know, you focus on this, you heal that. You, you do, you know, you communicate yeah. this way, this happens. And then I started I was like, wait, this is real. <laughs> we have to be making films about it. And that's how it evolved into wow. filmmaking. That's so awesome. Um, you know, very similar story. Like I was four, four or five years old when, when I had my first experience like that. And uh, um, it was, it seemed like a one and done kind of thing, you know, but it, it changed me, you know, and, and mine was scary. Not necessarily that it was bad. I don't know that. Uh, as a adolescence, we equate scary with bad. But now, if a ship comes down and powers up in front of us and beings get out, even though there's this awe and wonder, there's still this fear of like, you're in the presence of something like divine and, and holy and that kind of thing. So um, I had that experience that, that uh, birthed something in me of what movies I watched. We went to, you know, rent a VHS as as children and, and, and teenagers. I'm getting this stuff about UFOs and about aliens. And I'm watching those movies and documentaries. They want to watch a movie. I'm getting a UFO documentary at like 10 years old, you know, because all stemming back from that encounter that birthed something within me. Um, so I didn't feel like um, I was being taught directly as like I consciously knew. But obviously we are right. There's a shifting, there's a guiding, there's moving. And as we become more conscious, then synchronicities kick in. And now we know, OK, there they, they were. The idea is they've been here the whole time, leading us and in, in, in actually guiding us on our life's path. So I wasn't conscious of it. You, when you had this encounter at, at five and, and you're you're just in awe and wonder and this, this beauty, did it continue? Did they continue to show up? Did you see them in the sky? Would they visit at night or teach in the dream? Or did, did it continue in that same format for you? It was uh, kind of on and off. And so the, the, at the age of five, that was the most significant one. Mm -hmm. But kind of like you, it felt like a one-off because... It was like, oh, you know, whatever. Like it, it, it's weird because it kind of felt normal. And uh, or maybe I didn't want to think of anything special, like not to uh, 
kind of scare myself, mm -hmm. you know, like, <laughs> hey, I did something, you know, amazing or weird or whatever. So, so it was more on and off, but it's kind of like, you know, I could feel them always there. And, uh, and they, they would, they told me since that time, like we were going to be connected the rest of your life. And, and so, and everybody's like that, you know, that's what I learned is that we all continue that communicate that connection is never severed we just don't know how to maintain it you know yeah. so um anyway so then other kind of very obvious experiences would happen like i remember at the age of 10 uh i was in school i was in um a catholic school uh at the time and um and i remember um uh the teacher I, I was in catechism class you know mm -hmm. it's like at the age of 10 you know and so I heard the teacher say you know humans are something like you know I don't remember the exact word was something like humans aren't divine they can never know God and they can never reach God and I remember being so angry. Mm. So I got up and I said, can I, can I go out? Can I leave? And she let me go out. And I remember leaving the room and I started crying and I was so upset because I knew, because uh, I, I, I felt bad for the children because this teacher was teaching them that they could never become divine, be divine, have a connect, a direct connection with their divine self or their spirituality. So I was so angry and I kept saying, um, I kept saying, please don't let her do this to the children. And so I'm 10 years old, you know, so I would have these reactions and these communications with my <laughs> with those beings uh in this way if you will and i remember them showing up and kind of making me feel like there's free will and like you have to let go and stuff and so i would have strange experiences like that mm -hmm. and then um and then that was again it seemed like to be a one-off um and then again at the age of 14 i remember um I was in the bedroom and uh, I remember looking inside the closet. I mean, the closet was closed. And then I said, huh, I wonder if I can see through the wall, like through the, the door. And so I didn't know what was in that closet. And uh, I saw one dress or something. I don't remember, like a piece of fabric. And it was ripped in a very strange way, like exactly in anyway. And so, so I said, that's weird. I wonder if that's true. So I open the closet and I see that exactly what I had seen before. So, so my reaction, so the beings again were there, you know, and then they said, um, I, I, I kind of, it was an experience. It was kind of like a realization that, oh, everybody has psychic powers. Like this is where... Uh, at this age, you start to actually use these powers. It was those types of interesting experiences where they would go off and come back and I would have these kind of revelations and uh, kind of knowledge and 
and things that that would just happen spontaneously that way do you relate to that oh yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean all of it all of it so because i relate to it, it it you know our stories are very similar but it's you know like you said i'm not special it's not just me and you right we have this connection yeah many people listening who have had the same connection and maybe they don't know it until they hear us vocalize it or they see your documentary they see your movie they see what you've put together and it makes sense like oh my goodness those thoughts that i had laying in bed hearing a voice speak to me like a friend or an imaginary friend or whatever it is that stuff's kind of slippery it when we were children but even now to act like we know exactly all of it a lot of it is slippery so it takes like practice it takes you laying in bed having the thought and then getting up and say, let me go check. Let me go check. Like how many kids, how many people lay in bed and have that thought and they just roll over and they don't, they don't go check. So the, the right. fact that you got up and checked like, oh, this is like an initiation. Okay, this person is ready. They want to be used. They do have a, a mind and a heart that is open to explore the the things that we were told were fake. You said that the, the, you know, the Catholic sister or the teacher told you, listen, this is not real. We are, we are animals. We are only this. And you'll always be that. And it's only grace that you need those, those kind of things. And it really takes your divinity away, which yeah. I, I, I'm a student of the Bible, you know, and it's steadily evolving in all of these experiences that you're talking about, that we're talking about right now, they're in the Bible and in a good way. And the more I, I experience, the more they teach me, they're like showing me all of this in the Bible. And pff, it's been there the whole time, but it wasn't until, um, until you have the grid and have the experience to be like, oh, wow, they woke me up in the middle of the night and taught me. And we read it in the book of Samuel where Samuel the prophet or Samuel the seer was waking up in the middle of the night hearing somebody or something call his name. And he goes to his teacher. Hey, are you calling me in the middle of three, three in the morning? Are you calling me? No, I no. Go back to sleep. Okay. I thought I heard you calling me. He goes in his bed. He goes back, he goes to sleep and he hears somebody call his name again. Set. He goes in and talks to Eli. Are you, are you calling me? No, it's not me. Go back to sleep. Well, wait, the next time you hear it, say, okay, Lord, your servant is listening. I'm, I'm here. Speak to me. Show me what you want to tell me, because maybe it's God. Maybe it is the beings that are the angels that are on God's side, that are his messengers. And that's what happened. He inquired. He woke up. He heard it again. He inquired and pff, he was taught. They begin to teach him. They begin to train him. And this is very similar to your story. I know my story and so many people listening. It's so beautiful that we're now we have grids and references all throughout Antiquity. This isn't a new phenomenon that's happening. Right, exactly. But I do have to say, so um, so then there was a period where it, for a year and a half, it was some sort of initiation or something because it was every single day, 24-7, mm. where things were happening. It was very weird. I would meet someone and I knew exactly what they were going to tell me. I knew what was wrong with them, what was going to happen the next day, you know, what happened to their mother yesterday. I mean, like everything. And it was overwhelming. Yeah. It was very, very strange. And so, so since that time, it opened me up 
um, so, you know, I'm kind of fast forwarding. It was kind of a rough time because it's almost like my whole human consciousness calibrated with this larger aspect of my being. And, um, and to kind of balance the two was very difficult because I was kind of in between two worlds. And so I think what happens for most people is, well, first of all, um, as kids, you know, when you start to have an experience, uh, you talk about it and your parents or your friends are like, oh, you're crazy. There's yeah. nobody there. Stop talking to invisible people or whatever. <laughs> You know, or also, even though something you said earlier, the beings may be uh, benevolent because it's light. I mean, I it was like a huge amount of unconditional love. It wasn't scary at all. But when you process it through the human mind, you start to think, what just what just happened? Did I open up to something strange? that's not human and and then the fear kicks in so so fear is usually associated with anything that's not physical you know that's not material and so because of that we kind of closed cl close ourselves to these types of experiences there is that problem and another problem i heard the i mean i learned the long the 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 hard way because I could, I can see the subtle energy, like I can see the beings, you know, it's not like, sometimes I can feel them, but I mean, I can always feel them, but I can see them. I mean, I can see what they look like and everything. And so I have to say that sometimes when I'm working with somebody and helping them, I also see the dark mm -hmm. because you see, I didn't think they existed. <laughs> I... I kept feeling because my first experience was amazing. It was just like light and beauty yeah. and love. And sometimes I'd be like, what? Did I just see some entity latching on to this person creating the illness they're talking about? I mean, it was I could literally see what the being was doing. Mm -hmm. And and the problem becomes, and I think people know that subconsciously, once you see, you cannot unsee. So you see everything, yeah. the good, bad, and everything in between. And as much as I wanted to deny or not accept mm -hmm. that there could be darkness, I saw it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the problem. People are scared to potentially see the truth. And so because of that also, they stop themselves from opening up to the truth mm -hmm. and so so i realized that i had to have these experiences to learn discernment and to teach discernment that how do you know you're tapping into the right energy how do you know i was lucky i still am to see the energy but most people don't mm -hmm. so they're just going by what they're feeling and so a lot of times you could be tricked, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so that's, I think the problem is we're not trained to discern how do I position my energy? What do I open up to? And what do I, how do I keep my energy aligned with the experience that I want to have yeah. and manifest? Mm -hmm. Do you agree? For sure. Yeah. I, uh, so, you know, my, very similar to where you were in this 
in between worlds uh, as a as a teenager as uh 15 14 15 16 this fascination of knowing that something's real something is there i don't know what it is um yeah. i i i was fascinated with with the dark stuff as a teenager and um the occult and that kind of thing and ended up um getting into that kind of stuff and eventually became a christian and uh experienced beauty like like the energy like for sure like peace and love and forgiveness and i was forgiven i was forgiven and cleansed and that encounter was heavenly it was it changed my life forever i was 13 when that happened and um but then that only lasted for a couple months and i got back into the mm. dark stuff Okay. So I have the be this beautiful encounter and then I rebel against the church and I don't like your rules and I'm still a teenager, but I yeah. know that this stuff's real. I've had experiences and so I'm still searching for spirituality and, and ser searching for the divine, uh, but begin to do it however I wanted to. And as a teenager, I'm already a misguided youth and learning. So I got into, I, I ended up, ended up meeting a warlock who was, uh, the real mm. deal who, who worked with these energies, I would say dark energies because they were tricksters. They would play tricks on him, but he could mm. do magic to make these beings appear like literal, like he could ask for them to show up and do a ritual. And literally these, everyone could see it. Like he could mm. do things where these beings would pop up as smoke and like go get mm. people and he'd do it as magic tricks. So when I saw that, I was like, I want to, I want to do that. And the yeah. road, the road that I was walking, that it wasn't conducive to be mm. dealing with that kind. Like, how do you position your energy? Well, there's a mm. life, there's a certain integrity that you gotta operate in. And I was a misguided teen, robbing, gang activity, stealing, lying to people, and I, I ended up getting what you would call demonically possessed because I would do these rituals and none of them would work until they all worked. So my mm. really uh, first experience with that kind of world was with dark entities. Um, mm. So if we all start off as on this plane that it's neutral, because I believe I believe in ascension that it goes up. It's a it's a spiral. It's a ladder, but it also goes down. So I started off kind of I had a little good experience, and then do 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 do, and then so now I'm here operating in synchronicities. In beings whispering in your ear, waking you up, but I was only privy to the beings that were on the level of vibration conducive with the life that I was living. And I almost went mad as a teenager. I was 15 when, when it got really bad and I had to, they, I, I barely made it out with my mind intact and I had to, I had to call churches and I needed help and it was really bad. I, I, they would mess with me. I was going schizophrenic and, and that thing. So in 2000, this was when this happened. I, I got in the phone book and ended up calling churches and getting my life back together, asking for forgiveness again. I'm sorry for messing with these dark things, you know? And so got into the church, did that for a long time. And then with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everything came full circle. Okay, here's the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. Here's the right way to work with the being. Here's the right way to talk to angels. And because I begin to see it in the Bible. So that's what my story. But yeah, I started with the dark beings, you know, and uh, people, we got to know that. That's beautiful, though, because now I have a contrast like you as a contrast. We can yeah. judge it. Yeah, I can. I mean, I uh, I can understand. I, I mean, I yeah, it's it's amazing that you went, you experienced uh, the darkness like this for such a long time, because when I started, when I saw them for the first time, the contrast was so great. It was like, whoa, this this is just not me. Like I couldn't even go there. And uh, it was it was scary. I yeah. So but like you're saying, I think it's important to have that contrast to really know and make the choice. Uh, so for some reason, it was important for you to actually delve into that world and, and know it and experience it so that you come full circle, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and maybe it is for you to help others to not even go there, oh, you know, yeah. that, that's the idea yeah. for me, just by looking at it and feeling it, it was good enough, but maybe for you, because you're helping other people who go through that, I want to call it temptation because, um, you know, the, I, some people say, well, there's no such thing as evil or darkness. Well, I don't agree because, and, and that's, it's only a choice or it's all, you know, part of experiencing well um i I don't really agree because those principles uh, go against uh you know the fabric of life itself yeah life is um is meant to thrive and evolve and these types of experiences are self-destructive they're telling you to do things to self-destruct so it's the exact opposite and that's the reason why you know, they, you, you think you, you go crazy and you're stuck and you don't evolve and you get sick. Yeah. So on and so forth, because it's a cycle of self-destruction. That, that's all. So you're not congruent. You're not coherent with the life force of the universe. The universe wants to continue expanding and mm-hmm. allowing and growing. So, yeah. Uh, well, so let, that's- let, let me ask you this. So now we're talking about the dark entities and the light entities and you know, there's so the, the, the spectrum of beings, right, that, that exist in the universe for us just to say yeah. that they're angels and demons. That's silly, right? Because if we know that yeah. there's contrast, there's so many beings that are that even as humans are neutral, you've got beings that are just neutral. They don't care. They're not, they're not programmed to do good, evil. They're just there. They have a job. Right. Um, but when it comes to now, these are these are entities that are whatever religious idea of lore of disembodied spirits of echoes from eternity of the world that was here before whatever it's so much so many possibilities but 
to be specific with you, the the beings that we will call ETs, aliens, yeah. UFOs, the pe- <laughs> what what people call that, do you think that there are evil aliens traveling in 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 space and coming to Earth and messing with people yeah. in the same in the same way that there are good beings that are in the cosmos coming here, or are the bad fallen beings? stuck in our heavens around here what do you what do you think yeah. about the evil alien agenda yeah yeah <laughs> evil alien. <laughs> so funny. yeah so so again so so my experiences were with these beings of light but then eventually i started connecting and meeting uh, all kinds of ets so uh I, like i said i'm talking over 20 years and really going through this uh all these experiences and and uh, researching and uh, I ended ended up kind of also remembering uh, a huge uh, amount and different types of beings that a lot of people don't even talk about. So I have a book called The Divine Plan, <laughs> um, and I kind of talk about all the different uh, types of beings that are in the universe. And so, so because we usually, like you're saying, just angels and demons, I mean, that's too simplistic. Uh, so, so I realize and I understand that um, there are the beings uh, kind of that humans belong to are what we call evolutionary type being, meaning they're material, we have a material form, but uh, we, so we need to incarnate in a human form in order to evolve. So um, if you have an extraterrestrial from the Pleiades, he's also an evolutionary type being. He just happens to be born in the Pleiadian body on the Pleiades or Arcturus or Sirius B or whatever. So it's a type of being, material beings, even the reptilians or whatever, like all these uh, ETs that we encounter are physical, exactly. Then there are the angelic form, the archangel and things like that. These beings don't incarnate. They don't have to incarnate. In some weird case, they could, but normally they don't. They evolve differently because their purpose, like you're saying, their work is different, is not to go in the physical form, but to assist the physical form, but from another dimension. There are other beings that are called star beings. There are beings that are called galactic light beings. There are beings that are called, I mean, different categories. There's the Melchizedeks, there's the uh, life architects, the universal messengers, the divine sons, the, um, uh, the gravity controllers. There's all kinds of different beings that a lot of people don't talk about because we either talk about ETs or angels. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know the rest. So for people who are interested, I highly recommend they look into that, uh, you know, the breakdown, if you will, because there are beings that are very um, uh, large in consciousness and they're so large that they don't incarnate. These are the beings that I encounter at the age of five, by the way. So they're universal beings, meaning their, their consciousness is so massive. They, even if they wanted to, they couldn't incarnate, you know? So they're working on so many different levels, on a whole different level. These are the beings that move and recalibrate an entire solar system, an entire galactic system, moving and shifting things around energetically. These are the beings that can come in, for example, on the earth plane 
and change the entire magnetic field in the blink of an mm-hmm. eye. These are the, so they move energy and, and calibrate mind energy, for example, spiritual energy, you know, on, on a galactic and universal scale. Mm-hmm. So the reason why it's important to open up to those types of beings is because, you, first of all, your understanding of how you fit in the universe it goes beyond the ETs. It's like you start, wait a minute, this, this universe and multiverse is so much more. And who am I as in this human body? Mm-hmm. How do I fit? Do I belong? Am I the fabric of the offspring of some ET from some planet? Or is it bigger? Or is it something different, something from further away in the mm-hmm. universe? See? That's why I'm introducing this concept. So to to answer your question, (laughs) going back to the evolutionary material beings, there's a little bit of everything. I've encountered mostly benevolent beings, Pleiadians, Arcturians, uh, Sirius B, I love Sirius B. Uh, uh, They look amazing, they feel amazing, but they all perform a different task. They have a different purpose. Most of them are benevolent, but I have to say, I also worked with beings through, because I do a regression therapy mm-hmm. and I see, as I work with somebody, like I see some extraterrestrial entities uh, that are, are manipulating the gen- their genetic code and doing things. So all of this is real. Mm-hmm. So all this to say, there are different agendas. But in general, I think it's a benevolent agenda Mm -hmm. because if it was, I mean, we already can see the repercussions of the manipulation. I mean, look at us, look at this planet. It's based on greed, separation, confusion, confusion. Humans don't know who they are. They don't know why they're here. They don't know what their purpose is. They don't know how reality works. You know, they don't know, you know, and so uh, because of that, you know, because of this manipulation from these, some of these extraterrestrial changing the DNA and the mechanics of the physical brain, it gives you the illusion, the impression that you're separate. Yeah. If you're separate, then I have to be better than you in order to succeed. But if I'm the same, if you and I are the same, then you succeed, I succeed. If I succeed, you succeed. You know, it's a whole different. So the separation in the brain is came from the manipulation 200,000 years ago by and from a certain race of extraterrestrial, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So we're still living today's society in this, uh, the implications and, you know, the results yeah. of yeah. that interference. However, the benevolent extraterrestrial and all of the other beings I just mentioned are helping evolve and uh, improve and expand um, and get out of this separation into uh, the alignment back with source. And when I say source, it's the universal Mm -hmm. blueprint, which is thriving oneness, unconditional love life movement movement energy kingdom it's alive 
Yes, exactly. As one, as one, yeah. everything. So with that, everything works together, right? So there are no mistakes. There are no mistakes. Exactly. Even even if it's something you would think was a mistake, it's it's somehow used to help you. If you look at it that way, if you speak to it that way, um, that's how I, I look at those dark beings that I made allegiance with and almost killed me. Like I, a lot of people die in that. Like a lot of people don't make it out of that, out of what I went through. So I'm so grateful and thankful that I did. And I was scared early, you know, it's like, oh, stay away. Uh, they're coming to get me again. You know, these kind of things. But now it's like, I can look at them and say, hey, thank you, man. Thank you for what you imparted to me because you were you were created to do that. And without you, I wouldn't there would be no contrast. There would only be light and love and, until you know that, hey, there exist realms and beings that are here to to correct you. And it's a hard correction. Um, and so everything comes full circle. So now I'm thankful that I went through that when it used to be almost like a curse. I can't believe I went through that. Why did I have to go through that such a hard time? But to know where I am now and my purpose that I know they had to teach me. Um, so essentially with, with the terminology, an angel, angel just means messenger. We know that they, 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 it's, it's a being that carries a message. All beings carry a message. I have a message. You're here to share your message. These angels have their very fabric of their existence is their message. When you stand next to them, you can't but telepathically download who and what they are. And so when we raise our frequency and vibration, you know, a stranger can come stand next to you and you know what their what their message is. Right. So there's this beauty in this encoding of you carry a message. There's a resonance that 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 people and all beings have so so beautiful that we're journeying through all of this and things become what we call them you know so it, it that was a a scary demonic encounter for me but now it's not because why because i say it's not now it's beautiful now i'm i'm thankful to the creator the consciousness to the angels that assisted me and protected me and said hope he gets through this one because if he makes it like there's going to be some there's going to be gratitude. There's going to be a compassion to people who are still in that to go back and get those people out and just to be a to show them, hey, you can do it like it's available. So, man, uh, duality exists, but in the oneness of it all. And it's so beautiful when we can come to that um, and know that everything, everything ha happens and exists for a reason. Um, you So so we're talking about physical beings. We're talking about beings that communicate telepathically. And like you said, the majority of people have never seen this stuff. They're still experiencing it, though. They're having dreams. They're hearing voices. They're seeing shadows, right? But they never, I say seeing shadow, that's kind of seeing something. But they, they've never seen something physical appear. Like I, as a kid, I seen a shadow. I was, shadows were on top of me. Lights were dancing in front of you. And it continued to happen. A lot of people have never seen that. There's a difference with what's going on in, in the imagination through regression or through um, deep meditation to, to connect with an angel through the imagination, which is real. Um, but there's a difference when you connect in the imagination and then pff, it shows up. Oh, wow, that's, that's who I've been talking to. And he's showing me he's here. There's a silhouette that's glowing in my doorway. This is what we're talking about. 
and the CE5 type of initiatives, which you've been a part of. And I want to hear your stories on that, where we can go out and so many different protocols, but very simply go out and ask with as like a kid. Hey, are you are you out there and wait and wait and connect and wait? And if you want it bad enough and you keep going, you keep waiting. I believe anybody can can see it if you want it bad enough. It happened to me. Started seeing them. Stars moving, stars traveling and stopping, stars unfolding and little stars coming out of a star, like wild stuff that wrecked my life. It was amazing. For you, your encounters with CE5 and seeing these lights in the sky and moving and stuff like that. What was your first experiences with that um, as an adult, you know, as as an as a um, person that, that knows that it's not just imagination, it's not just lights, that it's something that is happening above our heads at all the, like right now, like it's always there. And you can, if you slow down enough, you can see it. Yeah, so in terms of UFO sightings, um, because the, the beings, they would, I mean, that's been throughout my life, but the actual UFO craft, um, is, is that was a little bit, throughout my life, but I didn't really pay that much attention to it until more recently. Uh, and and um, I mean, so I've had several very strange experiences. I would also go out with groups and see things. So I knew they were real. And because I already had the telepathic contact with beings, I kind of could tell, okay, there's intelligence behind this or there's no, sometimes it's actually, uh, our technology, believe it or not. A so, satellite. <laughs> yeah, 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 or something. Yeah, because yeah, people aren't trained to yeah. recognize. Uh, but for example, recently, um, it was uh, right above my house, actually, right here. Um, I was, um, I just felt it was nighttime and I felt, oh, I should go outside. So I go outside and I see these three lights, right? And they're bouncing off of each other like this. So, and they were pretty low. So I was like, what's going on here? What is that? Um, so I started to kind of tune in, like, is this intelligence or is this, did I just make this up or, you know, cause that's the first reaction. And then at the more I I'm concentrating on them, I said, well, if you can hear me or something, then let me know. And all of a sudden from three spheres, they kind of split into four then they split into six and it split into eight so I was like okay so therefore you can hear me let's try again so I started walking you know like like half a mile uh in one direction outside my house and I said if you can hear me or whatever then tell me and they're literally like hovering right above me you know as I'm walking half a mile in one direction then I change direction and I walk this way and they're literally like hovering right above me so, so I knew. So you said they're hovering right above you. Like how many feet? You're not talking about in the stars. You're talking about down low. No, yeah, it's it's pretty low. I mean, well, not like right here, but yeah. like uh, I want to say maybe um, like a hundred, like pretty low. Like I don't know, maybe a couple hundred feet. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's pretty low, yeah. you know. And so, and that's why I could clearly see them. It wasn't like very very far away mm -hmm. that's why this experience was so like wow you know <laughs> anyway so so they're like following me right and then i see this neighbor like she's walking her dog and i said hey do, do you see these lights right above us? <laughs> you know it's like you know and then she says she looks up and she says oh yeah that's interesting 
And then she goes about walking her dog like nothing. And I'm like, but uh, hello, yeah. <laughs> what do you think they are? And and she's like, oh, it's, a, you know, I, I don't know. And she like keeps going like nothing happened. And I'm like totally blown away. But this show, just this is just to tell you how if you're not open, if you're not curious, if you're not wanting to know, mm-hmm. you just go about your life and i'm having this crazy experience you know with these beings and so it's just interesting you know so because of that i know this phenomenon is real i mean but it's not one thing some of it is u.s technology black projects some of it is not and so uh, going back to my latest project which is uh uh a tear in the sky it's this film that i just produced So what I wanted to do is bring validation to this whole phenomenon. So I I set up a scientific investigation and not studying UFOs of things that happened already in real time. How do we do it? So we set up this crazy amount of equipment in three locations and attempted to capture UFOs in real time from different angles across the spectrum of physics. We're talking cameras, night vision, FLIR cameras. FLIRs are military grade, uh, you know, infrared, uh, spectrum analyzers, RF detectors. I mean, the whole, <laughs> people will see it in the, in the trailer. And we ended, I mean, it was crazy. What are the odds? But in five days, we were able to capture the exact same, those Tic Tacs videos, um, UFOs that mm-hmm. the Navy had caught that made the internet, they were everywhere. Uh, we were able to capture objects that would appear out of nowhere, rotate, disappear, register cold. If they're cold, then what's the propulsion system they have? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, things literally raining down, falling down, and then at the end, this sort of strange anomaly that looks like a tear. It's an opening and closing in the sky. Mm. So I went in hoping for one thing. I was like talking to my guys. I was like, just show me one thing. You know, just yeah. like one compelling, really strong thing on camera so that everybody could see, so that everybody can understand how this could be analyzed scientifically, proven. And I and we ended up with so much incredible footage and data. And so I am beyond thrilled, especially the timing of this film. You know, there was a congressional hearing yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. They're releasing all these reports and they're saying we don't have enough data. And I'm like, and it, but it, it won't look at the data, yeah. the data. <laughs> they won't look and at the data. You know, we go out. And we do it right with the proper type of equipment, military grade stuff, you know, very, very cool technology. And we capture a ton of stuff. So don't tell me, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of data, you know, so I'm very excited about that. Mm. But you saw the trailer. I saw the trailer. And uh, I mean, it it says you've you've won a a bunch of awards for it already, but the trailer looks amazing like the experts that you have on there all of the the people who have this is which this is the people you got to talk to the people who have given their life to the study of this stuff 
You can't just talk to some passerby and, oh, yeah, the UFOs are this. Hold on. You, you're just making that up. Talk to this person who's literally spent over 20 years in, invest, in investigating aerial phenomena. And this person who spent 20 years purifying and readying their mind to keep, not just make, but make and keep telepathic contact. And that's what you've done. There's so many experts and so many people that are part of that film. Um, I did see the trailer and I can't wait to watch it. And um, I, I went out and bought me a pair of night vision goggles as well a couple months ago. I've been in this for a long time. Uh, but I've never had a chance to use them. And I watched Gilliland at the ranch and Greer and these guys and stuff. And I've been in it for a long time, but I've never had the chance to go out and use them. But I knew that, like, I could go out and make contact without the military-grade stuff, just like you. So what happens when we get our hands on some cool yes. cameras and technology, which sounds like what you did. And you're like a kid in the candy store and catching all of this stuff. Is this like, you're talking about the tear, is it? It's some kind of some kind of portal or something, right? Yeah, you know, so so that was it. I just want to kind of remind those who are listening. The scientists in the film are hardcore scientists, yeah. which was a good thing because we didn't want them to be like this film. Uh, the fact that it's so scientific has never been done before. You know, there's a lot of films, as you know, as you just said, on CE5 mm -hmm. and this and that. But the scientific way has never been done. This is really a first. So we wanted hardcore scientists who are going to look at something and literally debunk themselves, you know, make sure it's not this, it's not a satellite, yeah. it's not, 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 because their reputation, you know, they're, they're concerned with, you know, doing it according to the laws of physics and this and that. And that's exactly what we wanted. So my point being, uh, when we discovered this, this opening and closing, they were like, come on, I mean, what did we just? <laughs> and so, so we checked everything you know, okay, so maybe it's a weather anomaly mm -hmm. that we don't know. It's not it. Yeah. Maybe it's a, it's definitely not birds or bugs. I mean, it's it's literally an opening and closing, and reflective objects that pop out of it. Actual objects. Now, how long do they stay reflective when they come out? Because I just we well, just, I had an encounter three weeks ago with that. But how long? But they, I was. We we're outside. I was on the phone with my mother and my wife was outside with me and I just step out because I'm always looking and I step out. I'm on the phone and I look up and I see a, you see a couple things moving, but it's like, you, you know, it could be whatever because they're out of the atmosphere most of the time. And I look up and I see I see one, but it's zigzagging. Oh, cool. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
And then another one follows it. Oh. Say, well, that's two. And I'm like, oh, that's a highway. Because you've been in these places where there's, they just all start coming out. And there was two. And then I saw a third one go a different direction out of the same spot. And I, and I called my oh. wife, come see, come here, come here, hurry. There's three of them right now. Come here. And we look up and literally I'm on the phone with my mom telling her and my wife's looking. She's never really had that kind of encounter. I've never seen that. But it was, it was, you couldn't see what. Where? Yeah. It was a space in the sky and we counted 17 that came out in two minutes. But they oh, came yeah. out and they, they like flared and went out and they were going, most of them in the same, but some of them would go in different directions out of this little hole. Yeah. And I'm like. I couldn't see if it was a mothership cloaked. I don't know if it was a portal, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is exactly. happening. Exactly. And so this one was, it was interesting. They didn't go out this way. Uh, some of them were, seemed to be stationary, but then some of them would pop out. Like you'll see, people will see that in the film. They would just, even after it closed, that they would like just pop out, like, so there's one very obvious one, but if you look carefully in on the film, there's like two other ones. They just come out like this. And so, so that's kind of what we were able to capture. So, yeah. So, so going back to how do we know, you know, can we say it's a wormhole, you know? So, uh, so, so checking with, uh, we know it's reflective objects because the radar, we got radar data, radar picks up okay. on objects, okay. doesn't pick up on clouds or it doesn't pick up on on radiate because we thought maybe it's some sort of radiation because there's like 50 of them i mean we could see like like 50 almost 50 of them and so so um this was only with uh, equipment or was this with naked eye also no no uh, with with the equipment okay. and so um so so then we thought maybe it's some sort because it's like all these tiny dots so we thought, well, maybe it's some sort of radiation, but that's odd because, well, first of all, radar doesn't pick up on radiation because the, ra the, the, the spot, was, it was only in one spot in the sky. If it's radiation, then it would be everywhere. You, you see what I mm -hmm. mean? So it's not radiation. Plus we checked, we thought, we thought maybe it's some solar flare effect or some, you know, like what I'm trying to say is that we checked every single time. You tried to possible. debunk yourself, like you said. Yeah, because that's how you get to a measurable scientific understanding. And we still don't know um, what it is. Uh, and, you know, we're talking to other scientists. Nobody's coming up with an explanation. Even if this turned out to be a, an, a weather anomaly, which a lot of people want it to be, but what is that? <laughs> and don't forget, this is about 1500 feet above our head. It's not out in the atmosphere, like out in space because they do catch um, objects sometimes that appear, disappear, but that's like in the cosmos, very mm -hmm. far away. If the, these objects were here, they would fall on the ground because of gravity. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So these, it's still uh, a total anomaly. It's a huge mystery. And we're still investigating, talking to many scientists. Nothing's checking out. Wow. This is a... So we think, I personally think it is a tear in the yeah. fabric of space-time. Yeah. Uh, we still don't. We're trying to now, even though the film is over, but we're trying to understand and analyze how it works 
and what it is. Mm -hmm. It's, it is, it's amazing. It's the stuff that movies are made of quite yeah. literally. You made a movie, but it, it really, it really real. goes, it's, it's ancient too. So this is, so again, the whole idea with the, the whole government technology and you guys are just seeing what the government's working on. My, my heart, I go back to antiquity. I love antiquity and I'm, I'm reading passages in, in the Bible now with going back to the breakdown, the Greek and the Hebrew and the original translations. And you're getting so much of this. And I know we have ancient aliens and we have the Bible stuff that in, in the chariots of fire and those things, but like more and more and more we seeing, I'm reading these passages about guys going out in the desert and asking for something to happen and they show up and they're, they're given many different names. And so that's ancient text way before any of this technology that we were privy to by any means. I mean, cave paintings of this stuff. This is something that is very ancient. And like you said, where we came from, they are connected, whatever it is to our consciousness and where we came from. Now leave that up to exploration and it's us from the future coming back to visit or it's our you know, ancestors or whatever. So, so much of that. And that's the beauty of trying to, to figure this stuff out. And it could, I say that to say, you mentioned so many types of angelic types of beings that you can't see them because you're in one. There's one that's mm -hmm. over your city. There's one that's over yes. your state. There's one that the yes. cosmos is in. So there's, they appear so many different ways, a mist, um, so much, so much. What, what, like, what are what's some of the other weird things you see? Because, you know, we, we see lights in the sky all the time. Now, what about some of the other ways that they've appeared? I've seen, like, something that looks like a balloon that was clear. I've seen things that look like um, a stingray in, in the air, but yes. it was translucent, and you can kind of see through it. And it was, like, yes. in and out of... What are some of the wild stuff that you're like, hold on, I thought I was just looking at lights in the sky, and now these yeah. are, like living entities and creatures that are showing themselves to me as they're doing what whatever they're they're going about doing yeah there is a a couple of a kind of amorphous kind of thing that uh, also is in the film people can check that out but another very odd thing uh it wasn't one of those although i have seen them outside the film uh but something that we did capture was those uh, objects that were literally like raining down and dropping in the water mm. and at extraordinary speed. We're talking, you know, 20,000 to 50,000 miles wow. an hour, like, you know, like, and you could see if you look carefully on the film, you'll see they were, when they hit the water, they illuminate the water. And some of them actually, we saw them go up, go back out. So that's that's also very wild. So that's what I like about this film is that, you know, you see, you know, the typical orb like, you know, mm -hmm. not orbs, but the round yeah. things that zigzag and that we've seen before. But then you have these very strange uh, anomalies that are definite anomalies. And by the way, the first thing we check is um, camera malfunction you know is the camera messing up or blah 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 you know of course we ch already checked all of that and so um, that's why in this film people will see stuff that's not seen before including that tear so so that's what the, that was another very very intriguing one this raining down 
Uh, and they happened to be, because we went off the coast of California in the Catalina area. And that's exactly where these Tic Tac um, uh, objects were caught, you know, mm -hmm. by the Navy. Not just one ship, but multiple ships. So did we recapture the same one? And they were all saying, some of them were saying they're swarming and others were saying they were raining down. Mm. So it's interesting. What is that? You know, so, so these are some of the very strange um, anomalies that we've captured and that I've seen. Um, now, these could not be seen uh, with the naked eye because we captured them on the FLIR camera. The FLIR has 10 times more sensitivity than the, the average military grade goggle, uh, night vision. So just to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I heard you know, in your other interview. Yeah, yeah I, well, I heard the price difference and I was like, okay, yeah, I gotta, I gotta check yeah. that out too. <laughs> yeah, it's like one camera is maybe $50,000 and mm -hmm. we had like eight of them because we wanted to cover the entire sky. So just for people to have a sense that we were now with like crazy equipment. Um, and so, but the point being in five days, we, with the proper equipment and the proper approach um, as civilians to capture so much in such unusual, such a range tells us that there here like there's so much stuff going on that we're not even paying attention to i mean that if any if if the film did anything is prove that yeah. <laughs> you know yeah some, something's happening that that people don't don't know what it is and then you get to say what it is it was swamp gas it was this it was that okay well if it is then that's what it becomes to you but for those you, you can't engage to uh, swamp gas telepathically you can't ask yeah. you can't yeah. ask swamp <laughs> gas to come back and see me tomorrow night if you're open to continue the conversation you can't do that and these are the type of things that you're getting so what i like is that you know there's a lot of scrutiny from people who are just like in the uap field and they just mm -hmm. want to approach it scientifically or from the military or whatever and there's a rational mind and it's good like we need that but there's also the other side, which I think I've been on for the longest, and it sounds like you're in that realm too. It's, just, it's the spiritual side, our spiritual connection to these craft and to these beings and who are they and um, spirituality is connected to it. I'm learning to telepathically communicate. They're sending me messages. Every time they appear, they talk to me. They give me a download, that kind of information. And for so long, there's been like this war in between and you guys are the crazies. You guys are the weirdos. But now... Yeah you're seeing many of these scientists and many of these people want to now even come talk to people like you and, and like, hold on, like what's going on? Can you, can you go out and ask for these to show up? And, and they know that there, that there's a, there's a marriage between not just the analytical mind and the rational mind, but also in the heart knowledge. And when those two combined, you, you create anything you want with, with, you know, and, and, we're creating love, we're creating peace. And that's what these beings are connected to, it seems like. Yeah, again, the the uh, ufology world is, uh, is, is wide. I mean, it's not one phenomenon. Yeah. That's the thing. There is actual human technology that's black ops, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, that we were not supposed to be told, talked about or whatever. And that's the cover up, this whole thing. And some of the uh, triangular crafts that we see yeah. These are, to me, are most likely human-made. 
But everything else, I mean, or a lot of everything that we see is non-human, uh, I'm sure, because of that intelligence, because of that communication. Having said that, I feel that there's still this division, you know, uh, in the in the UFO community, like you know, those who believe of with the about the communication and those who don't. And I was a bit stuck in the middle and with that film because I wanted to be who I am and believe in what I that with that connection. Mm -hmm. But this film, that's not what the film was about. Okay. Because, because the CE5 approach has been shown and demonstrated mm -hmm. in film before, but that's the, no one's done this type of film before. So I wanted to keep it very scientific, very measurable. Uh, and uh, the folks in the film anyway, that's, that was their angle. So they didn't even go <laughs> to the idea well, can we integrate like one scene where we're no it, like there was no way so so don't forget i funded this film i produced this film mm -hmm. and so i i was like wait a minute you know this is a scientific film we're not going to do anything uh about connection or yeah. communication yeah. it's very scientific but i believe in that and so so as we were getting closer I was like, wait a minute, this is very expensive operation. You, you'll see the production is yeah. very uh, high, uh, uh, very, very high level pr production. We had like 10 cameras going at the same time, different location. I mean, the, the, you know, the equipment, I mean, it was a very, very costly. So the more we got closer, the more I was like, wait a minute, I need to make sure <laughs> something was gonna happen. So because that wasn't uh, the angle of the people I was working with in the film. I was doing my own homework in my hotel room. I was like, okay, guys, like show up, like give me something, like yeah. one yeah. cool thing. And I knew it was going to be July 14th. So, so we set up uh, the expedition from the 12th to the 16th. And sure enough, the first um, uh, sighting was on the 14th. And then I kept doing my own kind of communication work and my uh, connection. And I kept saying, okay, give me more, give me more. And we ended up uh, having a huge amount of data that we collected uh, that was extraordinary. So that's how I was able to kind of combine both worlds kind of in the, in the behind the scenes way. And this was in 2021, you said July. Um... 14th. 14th was the first one okay. the first sighting but you started the wormhole thing the wormhole thing was july 15th so you did it 14th through the 16th what was the day again 12 to the 16th 12 okay great why great, great. Well, i'm just looking at the phases of the moon i'm i'm trying to study we're talking oh. about these portals and things and i'm doing my own as I'm, I'm a researcher as we're talking i'm putting two and two together to see what's you know, we talk about portals, like what was the phase of the moon? So there's, I, I've been studying a lot of connection to that, to the ancient world that different portals open up that, that be, the beings travel to do different things. Um, so I was just yeah, curious. So, yeah. So we picked the time where it was a new moon mm -hmm. because you didn't want a full moon because yeah. of the light reflection. And so it was right uh, after that. Mm -hmm. I, I saw that. That's why I wanted to check. Yeah. That's why I was checking. Yeah. We're, and you're right. Yeah, you're we, right. We, we we actually have a full moon right now, and it's usually the 
you don't want to do too much during the full moon. You can't, can't really see. Um, but uh, but it's got to be it's got to have its own significance as well. Right. Like if, it, if there's a, these different portals and things that are opening up, which I believe, um, which I think those portals could be what what you caught on camera. I saw them. Um, many people see some weird, strange things, but you caught it on camera. Man, I can't wait to watch the documentary. I'm going to watch it tonight. I've, I've watched well, the film. Um, I've seen the trailer. Trailer, uh, amazing. And when I got the email to to have you on, and I was like, listen, I'll talk to anybody from this film. This is right up my alley as, as a researcher, you know, as somebody who's, we're looking for validation. Like you said, you'd made the film for valid for your own validation and now because that's the spirit in the heart that you created it in it's going to be validation for other people who have never had a grid for any of this but they've continued to have experiences and that's that that speaks volume so 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 like kudos to you for for putting the money up and and the ideas and the labor and the everything that you did to it thank you so much i can't wait to to tap in i know it's going to help so many people yeah, well, thank you for recognizing that. I, I appreciate it. And I really feel it's not just about UFOs. I mean, uh, this film, again, has never been done this way before scientifically and proves so much. But the idea is, wait a minute, are we alone? Yeah. Who are we connected with? How does it work? Uh, how does the universe work? This is what it's about. Mm. And it brings it back to who you are and what you're doing here, what your purpose is. And uh, that's the real, yeah. that's what I'm interested in. I can't wait to see it. Cause you know, my mind works again. I, I, I'm an antiquity guy. Like I'm a Bible dude to show people like, Hey, this is in here. No, it's not. No, it's not. Hold on. And like, you're just talking about like the rain type of yeah. things that are going. There's all these stories about with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When a, a judgment came upon a city, like these beings would come and it would be as hail or as rain. Oh. And if you read the names of it, it tells you like the names of the angels or whatever, like who and what they came to do. And we interpret it as just, it's just rain. It just rained on the city for a long time. No, 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 no. These beings Symbolic. came here to pay a visit, you know, uh, hail, rain, fire. Come on. I can't wait to see this because we know it in our hearts. But to yeah. see it, and which you've captured, I've never seen this before. So I can't wait to watch it. Uh, where's the yeah. best place for somebody to watch it at? Is it to go to the website? Is it to rent it at a certain place? Where's the best place to watch the film for you? Yeah, it's probably easier. Just go to the website, etherinthesky.com, and they'll see all the platforms, or they can go directly to Amazon or iTunes. But uh, etherinthesky.com has like all the information about the film and the trailer and everything mm. else. Great, great. And the film is out. Make sure you guys go check it out. Caroline, thank you so much for hanging out with me and um, and talking about this stuff and, and for you doing what you do. I I'm I'm just finding out about you through 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 this film, and I'm I'm glad that I have. I'm going to dig into your work and and your books and what you're bringing to the table. Such an inspiration. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. This is awesome to share this information with you. Appreciate it. We'll have to do it again. Thank you. Wow, 
Caroline Corey. Man, make sure you guys go watch that film. Like the trailer, the website, like everything's top notch. Top notch, top dollar. Um, and the stuff she's talking about capturing on film, this is stuff you're reading about in the Bible. This is the stuff you're, you've been reading about and didn't even know it. It's been there the whole time. And you've been told that this is fantasy and that is true as far as like just a literal like weird interpretation that they've shown you on on their movies because that's why these films need to be made these images need to be made because they sh what did they show you when you were in Sunday school images of what of what Moses looked like of what the ark looked like of of and it looks listen they tricked us they tricked us of what Paul looked like in these interpretations and stuff um, so being able to create an image to create a film that adds you a little bit more context to the narrative I'm um like I said you guys uh, who have been tapped in you know like I've been talking about how as I'm reading more of the scriptures and stuff like and I'm getting more downloads and putting and doing the research not just not just downloads but like really digging in um, it looks like the Lord of the Rings it looks like Lord of the Rings and you got all that magic mystery summoning beings doing a spell and a ritual and a being appearing in the sky the stars moving the Elijah going out and calling down fire from heaven um, the young man in Elisha that was being tracked by the army and he was scared and he goes out and prays for him and lays hands on his eyes and God open his eyes he's like transferring that energy so that he can see and then the dude sees these chariots of fire all in the mountains around him <gasps> oh we're, we're not alone yeah man there are more that are for us than more that are against us and whew, it's all there it's all there it's just your ability to uh, translate it and sometimes you got to go past the images because we read over certain things and we already interpret it from what we've been shown. Oh yeah, this is what it looked like. And like, even the, I'm telling you the plagues, the plagues of Egypt, those were beings. Those weren't, that wasn't fire and rain and hail and frogs. That wasn't frogs. Those were beings. You gotta look up the word frog and see what it means. And it's amazing, amazing, blown away. I was mentioning the full moon, today's the full moon. And I'm reading the Bible. I read the King James. You know, it's um, you can tra translate <clears throat> those words back to the to the Greek and Hebrew. That's why I do that. Um, but I'm looking for the moon in there. Like again, this this we're connected to the moon. Where is this was their calendar? This is how they did things based off of hey, the Sabbath is coming up. We're not going to work. Sabbath is coming up. We're resting. Why did they rest? So they could tap in and meditate and tap in and travel this is what they were doing so I'm looking up the words in the Bible right what is the word for moon what is the word for this what is the word for that so you got a lot of new moon stuff the beginning of the month starts at the new moon and and, and moves on but what about the full moon that's today like is that in the Bible and I'm looking for it and I can't find the word full and moon um, but um, I know there's got to be some type of significance because they're the different places of the the temple were opened the gates of the temple were opened on certain phases of the moon certain times of the month 
on the 15th of the month, you can come in and lay down an offering. And we'll take it, give it to the priest, and we'll give you something back. Okay. This is how the spirit realm works. This is how the... Because the scriptures tell you that that physical temple in Jerusalem, Solomon's temple, Ezekiel's temple, these were diagrams of the spiritual temple. Not just the temple, but the beings that operated in there as well. All of them. There's angels that I'm finding and I'm categorizing them. They're called the openers. You know why? They open the doors of the temple. That's a the word door is is portal. Oh, really? Now we're getting cool. Now we're getting cool. Call it, it's a door. You open the temple door, so you in your mind you just see a, a you know opening an old door. Come on in, come in. But if that's a spiritual temple, or the word for spiritual or heaven, spiritual is etheric. That's the word. But heaven is celestial. The book of Hebrews tells you that that's a symbolic reference, a, a literal story to a spiritual temple. Many different spiritual temples, but we're talking about celestial right now. And the gates were open on certain days, certain things that happened. The portals were opened. The gates were opened. Um, let's see. Um, I'm going to read this here. What I was talking about the new moon just before I go, because I sent it to my wife, because we've been, we've been on a road trip this weekend and I'm just sitting here telling her all this stuff and just sharing with her. And, uh, I, I read this morning and I was looking forward and did, did a little reading. Um, so the word, the, the phrase in the Bible, so, so the word full moon isn't in the Bible. It's not in there. New moon is moons are right from one new moon to the next on the Sabbath, on, on the new moon, you do this, you do that. Um, but the word in the Bible is in the time appointed. You're reading the Bible and new moon comes in because in Psalms 80, 81.3, I believe it is. Um, it said, it talks about the new moon and this is what you do on the new moon. You rest on the new moon and you tap in for the Sabbath, but for the, it says from one new moon and then on the time appointed, do this. The word, the time appointed, the appointed time, the word is full moon. It's full moon on the full moon, do this, but why don't we read full moon in there? Because you might read it put two and two together and do what it says to do on the full moon and therefore bring you get your power back like this stuff was changed for a reason so people just throw it out the window because it's been changed oh they changed the bible well just go get the greek and hebrew the, the original manuscripts you can look it up yourself and there's people who have done it now there's other versions let's just be I'll be honest so like full moon is in maybe like the niv they would say full moon so there's other translations that actually change it for you um but not everything trust me not everything there's so many that it doesn't but some of the little so, some of the easier stuff like that but um i study in in, in the word breakdowns for the the kjv um because you're getting so much because it because even though the niv and those other versions will translate it um 
it may not be translated correctly or they're translating it because they have to change so many words to actually get a copyright on it to make their version of the Bible. You can't just take that Bible and change 10 words and put your own out. No, you got to change so many that where it passes a percentage for the copyright that you can put your name and your seal and stamp it and sell it um, to pass copyright. So there's that. But these little things like that are what stick out to me. And they're what keep me up at night. They make me contemplate and think and study and search and my mind's working and it's wrestling. That is contemplation. We're all doing that, but for different things. What are the things that excite you? What would excite you? He found a cool word in the Bible. You found a word that means this. Wow. It means portal. Like gate means portal. I don't think you're going to find any, any of the versions that translate that, but that's what the word is. It's, it says it in the Greek and Hebrew. A couple different words, but portal is one of them. I like portal. Portal to the paranormal. Hearing voices speaking to me when spirit touches a mortal. Listen, the creativity, the inspiration. Because you watch those movies like Lord of the Rings and something in you shifts in your heart, in your imagination as a kid, and you want it to be real. Oh, it's not. Oh, be cool if it was. Yeah, well, it's not, man watching Avatar. We just went and rode the Avatar um, ride at Disney and it's fun. You're on the back of this uh, dragon, whatever they're called, being and you're connecting with it and you got to match with your DNA with it and you're flying and traveling and it just it feels real and you get off and you're like, oh, this ain't real. I mean, that happened for so many people watching the first Avatar movie that, that came out. Like they went and watched it and it happened because they said depression rates went up after people watched Avatar and had this magical spiritual people that loved and reconciled and it was like only good in them you know they would they had their own thing going on but um, people felt depressed when it was over and I, I kind of felt a little bit of that too like I went and watched it during this awakening when this stuff was becoming real but you take so much more away from it, like the spirituality that these guys had. Didn't you find out, hold on, it is real, but maybe by a different name. Avatars are real. Like you are an avatar. Jesus was an avatar, not just the great sages and, and great teachers, but everything and everyone is an avatar. Is a there's, there's a higher version there's a at least a consciousness of what you really are you're not this flesh this is temporary but the real you that's even entertaining consciously moving this meat suit you got the same thing what you're looking at native american culture which that they were definitely um connected to even indian culture of the people of india their spirituality they're doing like mudras and and yoga poses to move energy and to connect with the source energy from the tree of life that is literally animating all life in their in their world these little things you wish it was real but it's not and then you read the bible and it's oh there's some cool stuff but then hold on start breaking down these words the tree of life that animates all life you the, the magic, the mystery, the, the spirituality, the angels, all of it's in there. And the trick was to tell, to convince you, like she said at the beginning, 
to give you a different identity to make you feel less than oh yeah that's not real man this is uh it's not the way to do it oh man it just feels it feels right it's not and the more you read and read and read you're finding all of this stuff again lord of the rings avatar you're finding how it's connected to to india the bible connected to india the practices the fasting the waking up at three in the morning and go outside and pray for the watches of the lord what is that what is the watches of the Lord? Certain times of the month that you stay up all night to pray because the veil in between the two worlds are, is very thin. So you make sure you take advantage of it to offer your prayers, to make sure you search your heart and mind that when, when, the, um, when those ripples come, when those raindrop beings come or whatever that is, that they bring you a gift with them. They bring you a reward because you're open, because you care. Nobody cares. People don't care. But the more that you put it out there, people are starting to. What keeps you up at night? Those raindrops that she's talking about, I can't wait to watch it. Because uh, that does keep me up at night. The, the word study on the plagues of, of, of Exodus. It was, it was a plague of Egypt for those people. But Moses was working with them and said, hey, let's go pay him a visit. Okay, well, Moses, who are you to pay him a visit? Well, I'm clean. I'm contrite. I've committed my ways unto the Lord. And I'm friends with these guys. I care about them. I talk to them. So if I ask a favor, I need you to do this. To prove this. To prove that the way is love. That the, the way is righteousness. So it's a hard lesson um, taught in that story. But read it slow. Read it slow any of it read slow don't breeze by any of that stuff you'll find out so much and everybody plays a role in that not just one person not just the people that you look up to uh, to teach it to you but there's something that is hidden just for you you have a piece of that that you're a beautiful piece of the body you're a beautiful piece of the diamond a, a spectrum when light hits you it shines a certain way it's a color that only it's an expression that only you can do you got to do it we need it the collective needs it. You need it. So you're not a passerby. You're not a spectator. None of you are. Get in the game. Get your feet wet. Because there's something privy to you that's not privy to me. It's not. Nobody else. This is your lot. This is why you were created. To do it. To speak your truth. To live your, your truth. And to change the frequency of the planet. To bring love back. To bring forgiveness back creativity back all of it to tell people that when they watch lord of the rings hey that's more real than you think to do that and see what happens to people most people don't care oh, lord of the rings is real you're crazy dude the bible is lord of the rings oh my god yeah yeah do you know what Gollum is Gollum, he's in lord of the rings the little creature smeagol he's a he's a Gollum. his name's Gollum. do you know what a Gollum is from jewish mysticism from the people that have these books and these spiritual technologies that wrote the Bible and, and kept the Bible and learned from the Bible, Jewish mystics, a golem is a creature that's created out of mud or a creature created out of clay, like a toy or a model or something of this, of a being, a humanoid. And then they do a magical spell. They write the magical name of God and of life across its forehead 
and and they program it and they tell it what what it what to do and what it's going to do and then they write the last letter the hebrew magical letter they write the last letter and when they do of life it comes to life and it's able to do things it's able to build it's able to carry large amounts of wood and to work almost as a subservient being like some type of slave who did they learn that from like and it's called a golem it's jewish mysticism and when you erase the the letter off of their head it shuts down like a robot programmed with artificial life it doesn't feel it doesn't have feelings or emotions people that were made out of the mud out of dirt does that sound familiar well definitely you have Gollum that's his name you also have beings that were like made out of the mud for war in Lord of the Rings orcs the orc high were making all types of mud people and doing magic to animate them and bring them to life to come and fight but you or at least who you think you are which is probably not you you may be mixed with it you may be mixed with it if you care you may, be, you may be mixed. You're not only this. A person of the mud. A person of the dirt that came out of the dirt. And breath was breathed. Magic. in life. In your nostrils. In your lungs that animated you. And there were beings. Biblically. That were animated and programmed and designed to do certain things. And that's all they did. Builders. Climbers. Cutters. Whatever. Biblically, you begin to look that up and look up the names of these beings and these people that were chopping wood all day, and that's what their name. Their name is what their character traits and what they're programmed to do. That's why God has many names. He's not just a lover. He's not just a fighter. He's not just a strong tower. He has many names and wears many hats, but there are certain beings that only do this. They only chop wood. They only, they only dig holes, and these beings begin to mix. Listen, we're going to stop. We're going to stop. I've been talking about this. I'm going to keep talking about it, but I'm ready to start putting some presentations together for you guys and some scripture verses and some pictures and to do my, to, to really take this to the next level. I can talk about it all I want, but I want to give you the references. I want to show you their Hebrew names. I want to show you what their names mean. Not only their names, but also where they're from. Because when you look up their name and then where you're fr they're from, it tells a story. It is a being created from the light that is from the land of pleasantness and it's in their name. It's a king, a malak, mel, chesedek, a mel, mel means king, a malak, mel, ches, a deck, king of peace, who was from the land of shalom, a king of, of peace, who was from the place of peace, who had no beginning nor end. And he was a Malak. Well, go read it. Open your Bible and look at the other kings. The Mels. The Bells. The Ras. The Ons. The Ers. The Az. The Els. The Elohim. The Micah becoming Mike El. The Rafa becoming Raphael. The Uris or Uriah. Uri becoming Uriah, and then Uri becoming Uriel. This is all. This is all in there, and it's not just what they showed us, Charleston Heston, um, in the movie. Like it's not that. It's more like Lord of the Rings.
it is more like Lord of the Rings. Actually, J.R. Tolkien um, interpreted a book of the Bible. Um, not in the one we have. Well, you may have it. It is a popular version. J.R. Tolkien interpreted the book of Jonah. The book of Jonah. And listen, the original version that he wrote, Jonah did, doesn't get eaten by a fish. He's breaking down the words and doing the interpretation and telling you what it is. Jonah doesn't get eaten by a fish or swallowed by a whale. He gets taken he gets taken to the underworld by these, um, what the scripture says, it says some type of um, leech, not leeches, but um, branches that come up and pull him down and take him on a journey to the underworld. And Tolkien, when he reads it, and he's like, oh, this is, this is Atlantis. It's the great city. It says he's been taken, he was taken and shown the great city. They let Tolkien get a hold of it, and they, they wanted him to actually interpret it for the Jerusalem Bible. You can find this online. You can find the, the text. They want you to pay for the unedited version because um, it's just with his publication. But the um, edited version, it took those words. It took a lot of those words out. They, they highly edited it. And it's funny because it's like they wanted him to do more, but he was so busy. They're like, can you do more? Like, can you do more of these? But... He said he was busy, like, maybe it's because he edited it and you guys took out the words that he said, oh, this is definitely talking about Atlantis. This is definitely talking about a solar boat that uh, that sets sail and it goes between the, the worlds. E this is from Egypt. This is from the Chaldeans. All of the um, neighboring uh, cultures believed in this. Oh, not us. This is going to be a fish for us. We're going to change it to a fish. It doesn't say fish. Boom. There you go. Talking about these interpretations and connections to Lord of the Rings or whatever, Tolkien did it. So it's okay. You won't let me interpret that. Let me just let me do my own interpretation and put it out in a movie called The Lord of the Rings. Sauron wanted to be the Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings is Saturn. Lord of the Rings, the ruler of the rings, to collect them all, Saturn. Look it up. Hope y'all have enjoyed this conversation. We get deep, man. We get really deep. Gonna keep getting deep. But I pray that I can put this with animation and and all of my study and all, because I got all the notes. So it's coming soon. We'll talk about it night and day so you can go and research it as well. But um, I want it to go to the next level. So I'm gonna need help on making it simple. I'm gonna need help in camping, camping there. Cause I want to be like, just mention it and keep going. Like, hold on. We gotta, we gotta tarry. We gotta hang out a little bit. We gotta give you some pointers and some references. And quite frankly, I'm not, I haven't been good at that. So I'm praying about that, that I would be, that, um, I get upgraded in that area. The, the mystery made simple for the people that just need some of it sprinkled here and there. It's sprinkled here and there in everything. It's sprinkled here and there in church. It's sprinkled here and there in the Lord of the Rings. But um, to tell it like it is, connect it. So thank you all for hanging out. I enjoyed this episode. I hope that you did as well. Um, I want to say a huge thank you to all of my Patreon supporters, man. Everybody who has partnered with me financially to keep doing what I'm doing. And I, I do this to support my family and I'm able to study, like to give days 
full days, weeks of study, weeks of tapping in. And I couldn't do that without your help. So when I say thank you, I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. Um, this is what I've been put here to do. And when you sow into that, if there's anything good that's coming from this, if there's anybody who's been touched, if anybody's been helped, if there's anybody who feels less, less marginalized from listening to these podcasts, from connecting with us on Thursday nights, from doing breath work and praying with us or but you know knowing that somebody cares that's not going to judge them because they're different or they think outside the box listen if there are any any blessings from that and you partner with this financially or if you share this whatever it is in any shape or form you you, you you're a partaker in that you share in that you're an enabler and i'm able to do it because of you so thank you for that so much the bible says that those who greet a prophet and welcome a prophet who you bring a prophet, even a, a glass of water, a cup of water, you take care of it, that you will receive and partake in a prophet's reward. What it? What is it? What do you want? What do you want? What did, what did you come to a prophet? What did a prophet say? What do you want? Do you need me to pray for you? No, I can. Do you need me to lay hands? No, I can. Do you need me to vocalize it? No, I can. What do you want? It is you. God is searching your heart, not me. God knows your intentions, not me. Make your petitions known before Him. These are alms. This is this is not not a small thing. When you partnering, seeing that this is good ground to sow a seed into. When you put a seed into something, you better respect the harvest. I don't care what the seed is. Whatever you put in, is is gonna be is gonna come back to you. Press down shaking together and running over it's going to continue to multiply and continue to give such is what we're doing thank you thank you some of the latest patrons within the last week or so well it's been a while since i did a podcast so probably a little bit longer than that but the latest patrons since i've done a formal podcast most of them have just been on the fly q and uh, q and a's but i'm gonna read those names real quick y'all it's a lot of names there's a lot of names, so I'm going to have to run through these because there's so many. Um, if you want to support, go to patreon.com backslash truthseeker. There you get access to my entire discography of music, everything I've put out there. My book is there. Um, my guided meditations are there at a certain tier. You get access to our Thursday night School of the Mystics and the Hangouts on, on Thursday nights, uh, Sunday morning. Man, this past Sunday morning was amazing. Um, it's our hangouts, man. It's our tribe. So any level of giving, go, go check it out. There's so much there. And I'm going to say thank you to these people here. Thank you to Natalie Goodrow. Thank you, Natalie. Shout out to Resonate. Thank you for coming on, Resonate. Thank you so much. Greta Rabardi. Probably messed it up, but thank you. Great to meet you. Great to have you. Andy Duggan. Shout out, brother. Bless. Shalom. Great to have you, man. It was great to meet you, too. Love you, bro. Mind hack. Thanks for coming on. Phil E. Bush. That's my brother, y'all. It's a good friend of mine. Good friend of mine. Phil, shout out, man. Thanks for coming on. Anita Rankin. Thank you for coming on, Anita. Brian Epperson. Shalom. Welcome. Ashley. Thanks for coming on, Ashley. Ratchet Bucks Shoddy. Salute, man. Thanks for coming on. Great interacting with you and Messenger. Ashley 1111. Welcome. Great to have you. And there's another Ashley. Great to have you as well. Welcome. Paul Rizzo. Are you any connection to Frank Rizzo? I don't know. Great to have you, man. Welcome. David, all love. He said, listen, it's all love. Ain't no hate, all love. 
Welcome, Jason Rodriguez. Welcome, Jason. Salute, man. Shalom. Dan Sobrana, great to have you. Really great to have you. You shared so much, even with these the moon and the different phases that we were hanging out with, uh, talking about on the School of the Mystics, and you can hear my intrigue with it. So thank you for being you. Thank you for partnering, and it's great to have you, man. I look forward to connecting with you much more. Jackie Dowling. Welcome, Jackie. Great to have you. Nathan Mark Mason. Shout out. Shalom. Welcome, bro. Good to have you. Allison Champney. Hey, how are you? Welcome. Jacqueline Hicks. Welcome, Jacqueline. Good to have you as well. Kenny. Just Kenny. Welcome, Kenny. What's up, man? Lucy. Welcome, Lucy. Good to have you too. Kimberly Slice. Welcome, Kimberly. Kelly Benson. Welcome, Kelly. Good to have you here. Laura Carr. What's up, my friend? Good to have you too. EA Francis. Welcome, EA. Good to have you. Laura Wallace. Welcome, Laura. Peace. Tamara Daughtry. Welcome. Good to have you too. Megan Elford. Hi. How are you? Good to have you. Thanks for partnering. Paula Denise. Great to have you, Paula. Welcome. Jessica Burchard. Welcome. Good to have you too. David Ray. What's up, David? Welcome, bro. Stephen McIntyre. McIntyre. Welcome. Good to have you. Tracy Johnson. Hey, Tracy. What it do? Jonathan and Megan Ball. Good to have you guys for sure. Thanks for tapping in. Sarah, welcome. How are you, Sarah? Good to have you. Good to have you. Jen and Ken, what's up? That's funny, Jen and Ken. And I know it, rhy it rhymes, right? Jen and Ken. But I, uh, I put out a song called um, Scars. And it was my first song where I'm like writing a story of other people in this story. And I wrote about a boy and girl two lovers that come together at in their youth by the name of Ken and Jen. Is it prophetically about you guys? Go listen. It's pretty cool. It's called Scars. Ken and Jen. Amber Heard. What's up, Amber? Great to have you. Good to meet you, my friend. Last but not least, Zachary Carroll. Those are the names in the last month or two. Uh, man, we're at like an all-time high. I wanted to uh, put out there that uh, we just hit 200 patrons, 200 people link linking in monthly. Uh, man, blown away. When I first signed up for this platform in 2016, uh, they tell you to make goals. Like at 100 people, what, what would you do? And put it out there. So people are, hey, at 100 patrons, we'll do this. 200, 500, 1,000, 2,000, right? So at 200 patrons, I said, you know what? If we get 200 patrons, We'll do a concert. We'll do an online concert and take requests and whoever is, is signed up, they can hang out and I'll perform. I'll rap. I'll do my thing. So we're going to do that um, June the 18th, I believe it is. And if you're if you're coming after or before, whatever, um, this will be available too. that concert. I'm going to record it and I'm going to have it for later playback and may have a couple friends with me. Think about reaching out to a couple people that I have songs with and let them do some of their stuff. But we'll do a live stream that's going to be uh, just privy to those of you who support on Patreon. Make sure you check it out. It's going to be fun. But with that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. Thanks for hanging out. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I did. It was really good. Really good.
make sure you go watch that film i call it a documentary it's, it's a documentary presentation but it's a film like it's a legit real deal film i don't think many people spend that much money on document like it's a film i don't want to undermine it it's a film and shot in documentary style watch the trailer and if, after hearing this i can't wait to watch it i can't wait shalom everybody we'll do it again very soon peace episode folks to hear more episodes of the truth seeker podcast head over to truthseeker.com and if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards go to our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truthseeker